0: Task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Just visit photographer'sedit.com. Hello, everybody. It is uh, Workflow Wednesday, part of the What's Book up? of Podcasts. And um, we welcome yet again, Heather Rich Smith and Haley Gaffin. Thank you guys, hey guys. for hanging out
1: with Hi. us. Good to we're see you. It's so, so wonderful to be back on.
0: <laughs> and my name is Nathan Holritz. I am the host of the Boca podcast. And this is a series for anybody that might be new to this series. This is a series that we do uh, occasionally on Wednesdays called Workflow Wednesday, focused on the topic of workflow, since we're all in some form or fashion as photographers involved in such a thing. On a daily basis we want to talk about how to create efficient workflows so you can spend minimal time behind the computer maximum time doing things that are way more important than sitting behind the computer and uh so to that end we're actually continuing a series about video marketing and how to simplify your video marketing Uh, this is part four in the series is that right
1: yes wow man
0: we got a little awesome. long-winded with this one.
1: <laughs> I, wasn't this supposed to be like one thing, like,
0: like, one, <laughs> so, like
1: one episode? <laughs> and, uh, oh, and when we first mentioned it, I was like, "Oh, this is going. We're going to wrap this up in like twenty-five minutes." Yeah, and it's been like four episodes so far. Yeah,
0: how to simplify it, and then like ten parts later. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but how to we are. Draw this is something
0: the, yeah, this is true. The fourth and final episode of the series. Um, we've talked about kind of the philosophy behind creating or behind a simple workflow to creating video marketing pieces for Facebook and Instagram. And um, then we talked about how to record those ads, how to edit the video. We did that last week. This week, we're going to actually let Haley kind of drive the boat and talk about how to actually prep the ad campaigns for, or on Facebook, which is, um, I'm going to say up front and Haley will probably reiterate this, this we're, we're covering like a, a multi-day topic in 40 minutes. So it's going to be very quick overview, kind of simple overview. Um, Sure. Sure. Nathan,
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, five episodes later. yes.
0: (laughs) Part four, a part four, B, part four, C. Uh, but we are going to get to that in a second, as as uh, we normally do on the Workflow Wednesday series, we, we try to hit an industry topic uh, or an industry news before we get into the meat of the program. Um, Rich and Heather and Haley, we, we were kind of discussing this beforehand, and we thought maybe we'd follow up on the conversation from last week. We were talking, and this actually plays right into the video series, uh, video marketing series. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the new GoPro hero eight that's been released with a forward facing microphone so i'm going to try to hold this up to the camera now mm-hmm. um by the way this is a live video so if anybody's listening to the video version of, or the audio version of this after the fact on the boca podcast feed know that this video or the video version of the episode is on facebook at facebook.com slash photogs edit p-h-o-t-o-g-s-e-d-i-t and we are broadcasting live now but you can go back and watch the video feed later so you can get the visual should, this, but should
1: I describe it in great detail for the people who yeah. are listening to the listen podcast? <laughs>
0: great, it, yes. It,
1: it's a black box <laughs> with a lens. <laughs> All
0: right, and it says
1: GoPro. Lens. Oh, that's a good view. Ooh, oh, I can see the I can yeah. see the microphone right now. There you go. Right. I so, already, anybody
0: just passing by, I mean, if you just glanced at this new GoPro Hero Eight, and the big upgrade we talked about this last week is that um, on the Hero Eight they've added a forward-facing microphone, yeah. which um, was much needed, frankly. I mean, the last couple of Actually, the last, of the GoPro Hero Seven audio, I think maybe got a little bit better. But I'd been recording with a Rode Video Mic, uh, road Video Micro is what it's called, on top with this whole setup. And they've now added this forward-facing mic, and it is quite small actually. There's also a mic on the bottom. Uh, when you open up the little attachment, there is a mic on the very right bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, or so it seems, unless that's unless it's a speaker. I guess I should know this, right, if we're going to talk about it. <laughs> but I, I will say that the key the key differentiating factor here is that forward-facing mic, which they did not have before. So if you're just a glance at it, you'd be like, well, what's the difference? That is the difference, and it makes all the difference, actually. And I did a comparison the other day between the audio quality from the 8 and the 7. And there is, and by the way, to clarify, the 7 with the video micro on it, uh the little tiny mic on top with the the little dead cat and then this just this (laughs) yes it is a funny (laughs) it's a funny term um but this right here with just the the little mic built-in mic forward-facing mic really untouched out of the camera was no Mm -hmm. worse actually than an outside mic attached to the camera um the video seven or i'm sorry the micro well, I'm getting all my words mixed up. The GoPro Hero seven with the video yeah. micro on top, if we compared the two, there was a little difference actually. Um, and I could do a little bit of post-production on the audio for this and get just a, a brilliant product. So basically, straight out of the camera, it was great. Um, it could be even better just with a little bit of post-production. And for the the convenience factor, not having to lug that mm-hmm. that the whole setup around with the attached microphone, to be able to literally just hold this thing, stick it in my pocket, take it out with me pointed at myself, shoot a video ad like we've we've demoed, um, I think is brilliant.
1: Nice,
2: that's amazing. there's really
0: no need for anybody um, as photographers to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a video setup when you can do something like this, Mm -hmm. get it done quickly, get it out there. I think it does the job beautifully. And um, we're gonna continue to use this even more going into 2020, but I just figured I would uh, show that to everybody. You can see a little close up one more time. It's a tiny Mm -hmm. little mic, but -hmm. I was blown away at the final product. And actually Haley put the video, um, kind of a, an edited version of the video using this camera um, with that audio. Which I'm trying to think if I did anything to it, I might I might have run a built-in filter in Final Cut on it just to kind of bump the I think maybe the the base levels or something like that in the audio. But that was it. It looked it sounded really really good out of camera. You can okay. see that in the episode, the show notes at BocaPodcast from last week, and uh, the final product looked great.
1: Now, does it have a hot shoe on top?
0: It does not. No hot shoe. No cold shoe. Um, But in this case, again, not necessary. Now the, the setup that I had before, you actually I bought an external or third party case that the GoPro Hero 7 went into. There was okay. a cold shoe on top of that, and that's what I mounted uh, okay, the mic. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So I was um, I was confused about that. Okay. Yeah, no, but it
0: literally just takes away the need for that because it's yeah. just all right here.
1: Now, do you feel like uh, you would have seen more of a difference if there was like a, you were recording in wind or like that?
0: That would be the only caveat. Yeah. So huh. I mean in an ideal scenario, I'd be able to, even if it's for 30 seconds, be able to to shoot while there is no wind. Um, because i do tend to do my videos outdoors Uh, there is there is an attachment that you can buy or will be able to buy for the hero 8 that is a shotgun mic so it's the 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 camera goes into this attachment and there's a mic that sits right over here um, and sticks out a little bit which i'm assuming is going to sound even better even that setup um i think is going to be great because it's still minimal i could still slide it in my pocket likely certainly stick it in a little bag and it wouldn't be a big deal so um, I like it. Okay. Really, like really the, awesome.
1: I like the minimalism. a little bit. Yes. That's Speaking of, awesome. I
0: have to go yeah. ahead and give yes. a shout out to um, one more show and tell thing for today, and then we'll let Haley take it away. Um, I posted on this, on my stories about this. Let me see if I can get this.
2: Oh, yes. One. Yeah. All right. I already have a better sense of scale right now.
0: Yeah. So you can yep. see how thin um, uh-huh. this, this bag is and I maybe held back next to me how small it actually is yeah um again thinness factor yep. but literally yep. all my clothes for easily for four days um, plus electronics recording equipment um I, I even have a, a a mobile mic that I can use for doing podcasting with my phone I can travel for for days on end with that bag um is that a bag
2: you took to imaging it with is, you
0: to united
2: oh, sorry united yeah yes okay.
0: absolutely okay um, I can fit fit it all in there and it it It'll actually compact so much that it'll slide under the the plane seat in front of me. Um, it's just that good. I cannot. I mean, I go on and on. I know most people aren't that interested in bags, but um, it is. It's made by Nomadic. M- it's N O M A T I C. Their their sense of design is actually quite fascinating, and I'd highly recommend it for somebody who wants a, a highly functional backpack, day daily backpack, something that they want to travel with for a few days and not have to take a a rolling suitcase or otherwise. Um, I can't recommend this this travel backpack enough. It's like $250, so it's not cheap, but what you get f- for the money is just mind-blowing. They are, they're actually in the process of releasing a photo backpack um, kind of highlighted by Peter McKinnon. It's in collaboration with Peter McKinnon, who's a YouTuber, a photographer, a videographer. And um, so their same design sense is going into that bag as well. And I think right now it's on Kickstarter, but there's been a lot of buzz about it as of late. So we'll maybe link to something about that in the show notes so anybody curious can can see those details.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I was cool. my interest was peaked when you posted about it. So it was good to see it next to you.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I had a better camera and setup right now so that I could show everybody a little bit more detail. But um, that's cool. needless to say, again, if you can picture this, and of course, one of the issues you run into traveling with a camera bag is that if it's if you travel on a small plane, and it doesn't fit in the overhead, and now you can't get it under your seat, you run the risk of having to, to check it, gate, check it. And Mm -hmm. that's the last thing that I would want with the kind of electronics I travel with. So this setup is amazing. I mean, I can travel with days of clothing, even an extra pair of shoes. Um, I mean, the list goes on. It's kind of crazy what I've been able to fit in there. One
1: of these all, your, all your black all your black t-shirts. I mean, what you
2: need to start doing is doing one of those doing one of those setup shots uh, for for Instagram or social media that like backpackers do. People who go hiking yeah. and backpacking out into the and they they will they, do, they will take a, a picture light. of everything that yeah, they end flat, up putting mm-hmm. in their gear. You know, I always think those are fascinating.
0: Yeah, I want to just do that soon.
2: Yeah, I think you should I think you should start doing different combinations of what you can fit in that bag and take a picture every time and post it.
0: That yeah, I may have to do that. Actually, I'm going on start vacation next week with um with Jill. We're going to travel for a few days, so maybe I can take some pictures before that, but yeah. um it it really it's I cannot recommend it enough. It's it's a really really great product. And by the way, the material on the outside is is waterproof too. Um or I should say water resistant just to be safe, but even even the way that they have the zippers set up, um the, the flaps over the zippers in order to uh and any of the significant um zipper areas in order to make sure the water doesn't get inside it's it's pretty Hmm. cool that the design on the side for the the water bottle holder
2: yeah
0: is magnetic so it pops open like this and then just kind of falls back into place and um, you can easily slide a water bottle or in my case a little gorilla pod uh, on the side of it it. so
1: so haley next time you go to jamaica you 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 know you have uh, something to to put all of your clothes.
2: You have for the
0: week. <laughs> well, Haley was, Haley was way more uh, money conscious and got like this really incredible bag for, what was it? $35 on Amazon.
3: It was $30 on Amazon. And I swear by this bag, I like if it ever breaks, I will buy it again Yeah, because I, I can't fit all of my clothes for, four days of travel and
2: a backpack. <laughs> yeah. To, like, let's be one. honest. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, the trip that he took that one on, I had four pairs of shoes that yeah would have not have fit in that backpack. Sure. Sure.
2: Sure.
3: Yeah. But, um, no, this I'll link it in the show notes for those that are looking for more budget friendly or just to try out different ones because $30, mm-hmm. like, you can't beat it, but I can fit, Um, All of my camera gear, and I do have an insert that I bought separately, or it came from another camera bag um, that holds my camera in the bag, but I can fit my iPad Pro, my laptop, um, all of my, like, um, toiletries, so all of my makeup and shampoos and stuff that I take when I travel, all of that goes in there so that it's easy to just pop out whenever I'm going through security. Okay. But I love this backpack.
0: It's really impressive. I mean, you could... You could even probably get away with traveling overnight with it too, and have yeah. have enough room to put clothes in there, plus electronics. It really is great. Yeah. Um, one other plug, and we'll we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Western Rise uh, is the. Let me make sure I'm getting that right. Is the company that I I started buying some some pants for. And I know. Well, it, this may be relevant to some women as well, but um, there is. Yeah, Western Rise is is the um, uh, the company. That I, that I bought pants from that really easily roll up and they're probably about the fraction of the size of a pair of jeans. So I normally wear jeans and a black t-shirt. I found these, these pants that are really, really thin, very durable material, water resistant and uh, and stain resistant, but they roll up to maybe half the size or, or third the size potentially even of a pair of jeans. And so traveling in three, four pair of, of of jeans, in addition to shirts, in addition to underwear, in addition to swimsuit and um, toiletry bag. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. It's just the amount of stuff that can fit in that compartment. And then you have an additional car- compartment on top of that uh, for shoes. And I, I bought, I I'm totally geeked out. I, I bought one of these, <laughs> um, what do they call them? The, the the bags that that you get rid of air from. This is, is I guess, sealed? Is sick braid Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So. Yeah. It has a built-in vacuum of sorts. Um, okay. so you, you open it up, you put all the stuff in and then you fold it, fold it up and kind of squeeze out the air Yeah. and then tighten it. And, and now you have this extremely compact vacuum sealed bag, um, that you can put dirty clothes in or wet clothes in, um, you know, swimsuit or you went to the gym or whatever it is and, yeah. and squeeze that all in and, and pack that in there as well. So. Um, I've nerded out a little bit, but literally I can do everything I need to with that bag, which is pretty cool. So highly recommend nomadic.com. I wish this was a sponsored video, but it is not.
2: Yeah, no (laughs) kidding. We need to get on that. Uh, Haley, come on. (laughs) It needs to be.
0: All right, cool. Well, um, I I guess we should probably dig into the topic because there's a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. And um, Haley, lead the way.
3: Yeah. So um, last week we talked about actually editing your videos This week, we're showing you how to actually utilize them for marketing. So um, specifically on Facebook and within Facebook ads manager. And um, before I start sharing my screen, I did want to highlight the, um, that it's really important to use the Facebook pixel because, and I won't walk through all of that because every backend is going to be different. Um, But I will link to a resource that tells you how to set up your pixel and setting up custom audiences but basically your pixel is a string of code that you put onto your website and it tracks the audiences um, that are coming to your website. So whether they're coming from your Facebook ads or they're coming organically or from social media, whatever it is that they're coming from, Facebook is tracking them. And that's also why you see so many like um when you've gone shopping on a website and then you see it in your newsfeed, that's because of the fi- the Facebook pixel. It's telling Facebook, they've been here, they're interested in this, and they want to see these ads. Um, and they do that through you setting up those custom audiences. So that's the very first thing I would recommend when setting up your Facebook um, ads manager is making sure that your pixel is there. So you are tracking the data of your users um
1: you're 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 saying set this up on your website blog uh you you can't put this on instagram i I mean no so it'll
3: be only on your own website uh, a domain that you own yes okay okay
1: Okay.
0: but instagram is going to pick up the data that that facebook is getting from that pixel as well and and haley will probably get into this but when you set up an ad on facebook it is tied to or can be tied to instagram
3: yes that's correct so and you
0: said you're going to link to that in the show notes the, the yeah, information I'll, about how to do that
3: yeah it, uh, Facebook has this whole support site that basically walks you through everything um, but I will link to the one article about your Facebook pixel and how to set it up um, and it's super easy on on WordPress uh, show it Squarespace all of the like key website platforms that people are using mm-hmm. Facebook has made it super simple to do
0: okay. But it's, it's important that, that Haley has highlighted this up front because for anybody listening and you've never run Facebook ads before, yeah, you could, you could boost an ad and, and spend a little bit of money and do that. You're not going to get the intelligent experience working with the Facebook platform unless you implement that Facebook pixel. So it is an absolute must of a first step.
3: Correct. Awesome. And now I'm going to share my screen. Let's see. We'll go with that. Can everyone see it?
2: Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay.
3: Cool. So this is the business manager for Facebook. And I went ahead and set up my own um, Gaffin Creative business manager this week. And I did this for, it used to be under a different one. So I have a whole other one. But for the sake of demoing this, I figured it would be cool to start fresh. Um, but if you just go to business.facebook.com, It'll allow you to set it up so you can create a new account or you can link an account from someone else if someone else has made it in the past for you. Um, I just created a brand new one. And then you can also add your page here. Uh, So this is your Facebook business page, and whatever Instagram account is connected to that will add as well. So I'm going to go into the Facebook uh, ads manager for Gaffin Creative. And as you can see, there are a lot of little tabs through here. So I'll just highlight what's the most important things. Uh, There are previous versions of ads manager. I highly recommend the most updated version because it allows you to see more at a glance of everything you need. Um, And I don't know if y'all can see all of us on the screen too, (laughs) but um, there is also a date range. So you can choose the date range once you get your ads set up and you wanna see how they're performing over a certain period of time um, there's a business home that'll take you back to the screen. We were just on a business tools menu. So this is actually where you will find, um, your pixel and all of that information. So events manager is where you will find the pixel setting up your audiences is right here. Um, business settings. So that's going to be like how you're paying for everything and, um, so I've already set all that up. So
1: it's not so it's not free, huh? Okay.
3: No. Nope, <laughs> <definitely.
1: laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so can... so Facebook's not doing this out the good of their heart. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they have to make money somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, but then there's also a dashboard and or an account overview, which most would call a dashboard. But we're going to go by the table today. Um, so basically. What I'm going to start with is creating an, a Facebook campaign, and a campaign is basically going to be set up based on your goal. So if you have a goal of, I want to send 1,500 people to my website, I don't care if they convert, I just want them to get to my website, that'll be one type of campaign. Today, I'm going to set up a video view campaign, um, because our goal is to get as many views for from our video as possible. Um, because... The whole series is on video marketing, but...
0: Would you say, Haley, too, and maybe you're going to touch on this, but the specificity is really, really important in creating these campaigns that if you, pretty much like anything in marketing, I guess, like a broad, and we've learned this the hard way, so maybe I'll kind of break the fourth wall and say that, but being very, very, very specific about the purpose or the goal, as Haley said, of the campaign can make all the difference in the world, not only in the effectiveness of it, but also the ability to track results.
3: Absolutely. Because Facebook has it set up in their who they're delivering their ads to is going to be determined by the user, like the user's behaviors. So they know that if you create a conversion campaign, they have this whole set of people that they are going to put your ad in front of based on their experience with other ads. Um, I don't know all of the algorithms there. Facebook does not put that out there, but that is the, the reasoning behind having these different, um, goals. So when I go and click on this, create, you'll see all of these, it well, they call them objectives. Um, we refer to them as goals cause, and they're the same thing, but for the most part with most of the ads that I've ever run, it has been for either conversions, traffic, or, looks like oh, video views. I was, I was worried they got rid of video views for a second. <laughs> um, and they, do,
0: they do tend to update things quite yeah. regularly, so you mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm.
3: But um, a quick overview of all of these are going to be if you're wanting just to get the word out. So I have a studio I just opened. I'm about to start a brand awareness campaign because no one knows my studio exists because I'm not marketing it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with reach. If you're wanting to reach as many people as possible, you will go with this, but the reach uh, objective is best used with image and static um, ads instead of video views. Um, Consideration is traffic, engagement, app installs, video views, lead generation, and messages. All of these require some type of goal. Um, So you want them to go to your website, you want them to engage with your video, you want them to install your app, or you want them to watch your entire video. You will, these are going to be a little more expensive than the awareness and then same with conversion. If you're wanting someone to get to your site and convert on your site into a sale or into a lead, that is going to be a more expensive option. Um, Today, we're going to stick in the middle and go with video views. And then um, store traffic is pretty much the same, but you're also wanting them to convert on store traffic as well. So I'm going to just call this campaign video views. For Milu, even though it's not Milu, I'm gonna run an ad to Milu on behalf of Milu from my Gaffin Creative page.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so clear.
3: (laughs) And if you are running a ton of ad campaigns, um, one thing that we do on the photographer's edit side, the Milu side, everything is we put a starting date. If I know that this video views is only going to last for so long, I want to be able to quickly glance and see what date it started. So today is the uh, 20th of November, 2019. Um, And sometimes we even do it to where it's not on the campaign level, but it is on the ad set level. Um, So I'll go ahead and start with that. If you're wanting to get really um, deep and dive into your campaigns and do split tests and budget optimization you can for this I'm not going to
1: how Um, long did it take for you to learn all this stuff
3: Mm -hmm. um I don't really know it's one of those like I started learning it um just watching other people do it and then when I took over photographer's edit I had to go in and learn more and more and more and then it was just doing it all the time being in here Right, right. You get to know it better, um almost to a point where like it comes naturally. Okay. Versus learning it. But Facebook does have this um program called the Facebook Blueprint which I do recommend if you're trying to get started and you, you want to learn more. It is a very deep dive and it does take a lot of time, but you can go through that and it'll teach you strategy versus like just setting up ads. Um so yeah. I did go through that whole thing and I learned a ton from that. Okay. Um, but when you do set it up, you'll go fix your currency and time zone and country. So we'll go with that. Then your ad set is going to be your audience. And I think that's what, um, a lot of people do get confused with when they're setting up campaigns within ads manager is the campaign is your objective and your ad set is your audience, um, along with your budget and your placements. But I always refer to it as audience. So In this case, we're just going to choose, say, I want to market to the Chattanooga market. Um, I'm going to say Chattanooga. Oops, that's too many Ts. Um, Women, uh, ages 21. Well, we'll go 24 to 45, something like that. Then I can actually either use an audience from my pixel, but I don't have any set up yet. Or I can go in and choose locations. So I'm going to choose Chattanooga. Uh, we'll go here. And it is a 25-mile radius. So that's fine. I'll change my ages here. And this is all going to be based on your demographics that you want to target. Um, women. I could choose men, but for this, the sake of narrowing it down, I'm going to choose women. And then I can choose people who match any kind of targeting that I want. So whether it's, um, we'll go with photographers. Um, I can choose job title. So portrait photographer. We'll go with that for the time being since, you know.
1: And and that arrow went way down there for uh, specificity, Mm -hmm. all right.
3: Yeah, there are a lot of options for photographers and uh, mm-hmm. Over here, it shows like job title or interest. Okay. So for the time being, I'm just going to go with a job title of portrait mm-hmm. photographer. And mm-hmm. this is going to make my audience very, very narrow because a lot of photographers don't have it in their profile, but this is based on what people have within their profile.
2: Okay,
0: And, and I'll add in here to two things, actually. Um, Facebook, running a Facebook ad campaign or campaigns is an ongoing learning process. It's not mm-hmm. a, I've no learned it, I've figured it out, and now I just do it. It is an ongoing learning process. The other thing is you have to be be open to the idea of experimentation because we've seen, and confirm this if, if I'm correct or incorrect, Haley, but uh, we've seen mixed results from running extremely specific or running ads to very specific target uh, audiences versus going very, very broad. We've seen some positive results going both ways, right?
3: Correct. That's absolutely correct. Um, a lot of the experimentation also comes down to budget too. So if you think like, I'm going to do this very narrow and targeted audience, but you're spending the same amount as you would on a broad audience. You are going to oversaturate their feed with your content and they're going to hate you by the end of the week.
2: Mm. (laughs)
3: So that's one thing that we have learned of, I mean, even on my end and Nathan's end, we've seen our own ads in our feeds and it's hit us like, Oh, it's time to update because we're seeing the same couple of ads because either they're performing really well or our budget is too high. Hmm. So um, other things you can do is I could uh, target people who like my, fa- my Facebook page, friends of those who like my Facebook page, or I could exclude them. If I only want to target people outside of my network, um, I can exclude them and same with apps and events that I've hosted and um, stuff like that. And then you can also exclude people or narrow your audience. And this just, this narrow audience says they must be a portrait photographer and they must also match some other demographic. Um, I'm not gonna choose that for today. Then there are placements. And so your placements are automatically chosen by Facebook or you can edit them. Um, Let's see, we'll scroll down here to, um, it says all devices. So this is going to be both Facebook and Instagram and um, a couple of other apps and sites. So I'm going to take out these apps and sites mostly because I don't know what all sites those are going to fall on. Um, In article I'll leave in stream. This happens when um, a video is playing and then your ad will pop up in the middle of it. So you can see the example. If I move my mouse, it will go away. But that example there shows how your ad would show up. Um, And then Instagram stories and Facebook stories. I'm going to take this off. And the main reason I'm taking it off is because Facebook doesn't automatically format it to match those feeds. So if I want to run a campaign specific to stories, I could take everything off except for stories and format my ad to match stories like the formatting of it. Um, And then when I scroll down there's budget and optimization we're going to change this to a smaller budget to start out and then i'll increase it over time. Um, And. There are a lot of options go, here. Go,
1: go big or go home with like, Haley. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's do this.
3: <laughs> Facebook will help you out if you increase your budget over time. That we is,
1: have, Facebook would. Oh, yeah. it's
2: actually a beneficial to start smaller and yeah. increase over time. Yeah.
1: Just to see how, how the ads are running. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if it's really yeah. connected to people, then like, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, if you're especially mm-hmm. if you're like running multiple yeah. ads.
2: Is mm-hmm. there a recommended place to start budget wise that you guys um, have seen? It
3: depends on your audience. So the other thing that I need to show is this audience size um, estimator. Mm -hmm. And based on what I have put into Facebook, they see fewer than a thousand people is how many I can reach. And that's because I have that portrait photographer as the job title. And it's a 20 mile radius of Chattanooga with that um, age range and only female. So for... For bigger budgets, like five dollars is not gonna even make an impact or I'm sorry, bigger budgets bigger audiences um five dollars will't make an impact. If I had a hundred thousand people on here, I should probably start higher at like twenty dollars or you know somewhere in a higher range than five dollars because five dollars will not hit very many people. Hmm. Um, and usually it will say your estimated daily results. so this is like the full audience and then based on, uh, your budget, it'll tell you how many, but with fewer than a thousand people, my my estimated daily results are so low that it's not gonna tell me. <laughs> um usually, it has to be a thousand people or more for it to tell you anything. Uh, and then this will also tell you if you how much you'll spend per week. You can also change this to a lifetime budget if I want to to say like I have a th- hundred dollars to spend, I'm just gonna set it for a hundred dollars. And then it will give me a start and end date and it'll splice it up between those dates. We do daily though, just for the sake of managing it and being able to turn it off and on whenever we want to. Um, And then I'm going to go ahead and move forward. And it did tell me that I had a very low audience. So we'll adjust that, but Within the ad itself, so as you can see over here, we've completed the campaign, completed the ad account, completed, or um, yeah, the ad account set up. The ad set is completed. This is just telling me that it's a very low audience. And then the ad, um, it's time to go in and create that. So when you get here, if you do have access or permissions to multiple accounts, uh, Facebook pages, Instagram accounts, it will adjust that. (laughs) So you'll have to go in and change it. Um, I'm going to go in to Haley Gaffin LLC and the studio by Gaffin Creative. And then my Instagram account is Gaffin Creative Studio. And I'll scroll. Actually, let me retitle this as Milu starting. And I don't think I set my ad account or my ad setup to say starting, but I would go back and fix that later. Um, And then we're gonna actually set up the the ad. So you can either use an existing post or create a new one. So we're gonna create a new video ad, add video. And I'm gonna upload from my desktop. And this might take a few seconds to actually upload, maybe more because we're on here (laughs) and using all of my bandwidth, but... um, Then I would just add in my text. Whatever I want this video to say is what it would be. So for example, I could say, my friends over at Milu, Milu, and sometimes it'll let you tag it, have just launched their latest app. And I could go on and on and on. Um, I'm not sure. About the uploading. (laughs) I don't know that it will upload. Um, But once it does upload, there will be an option for you to go in and close caption everything. And maybe I could pull, Nathan, would you mind if I pulled up one of the others? If I just stop sharing my screen and pull up another to show the back end.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's fine.
3: Okay. Let me do that really fast so that we can see that.
0: Do you guys, Rich and Heather, do you have any questions or thoughts so far?
3: That we need a Haley working for
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I thought it was kind of helpful that it like when she was uploading the video, it, it gives you all these hints of like, hey, it needs to be mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. Uh, this long, this size, this all that kind of stuff. So I mean, like, uh, I, I like that Facebook definitely gives some hints along the way to kind of help help you out to kind of walk you through it. You know, with mm-hmm. the little you can I guess hover uh, h- h- your your mouse over the little little information circle and and more information pops up. So. So yeah I mean, I mean you you um, could probably
0: see that a lot of it is just kind of step by step it'll literally hand mm-hmm. you hold you through each of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understanding the, the experience that you gained from running ads and campaigns on an ongoing basis um, there's no hand holding through that that piece of it at least not at the outset. Right. Um, <laughs> right. that that is definitely so much of that's learned through experience but yeah the step by step process I think they I think it's pretty straightforward pretty self-explanatory.
1: Yeah I think the biggest um not hurdle but I mean the biggest thing for us is that uh, just like what does you know the campaign versus the ad like just like like so it becomes like like haley says like a muscle memory of like this is what this is doing because right now I would mm-hmm. be like camp campaign what's this campaign versus you know ad, ad placement and uh, audience and all that the kind semantics of stuff. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah movie, like yeah, yeah. What, what's the difference between them like uh, um and how to use them and best practices and and all that kind of stuff so it's just all 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 like just yeah not 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 knowing what all this stuff means it it, kind of sounds like a at first like a foreign language you know so
0: (laughs) it 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 can for sure yeah and and, i mean this is i think you see this in other platforms software otherwise that some of the terminology used doesn't isn't necessarily even logical so then it kind of complicates the process but uh, as haley pointed out the campaign is the the objective or the goal. The ad set is really ultimately the audience that you're you're targeting. And then the individual ads, which she'll show you here in just a second, are you can potentially have multiple ads under a, an ad set, potentially multiple ad sets under a campaign. Um, so that's where it starts to break down. You have a lot of different moving parts, but those three different components, those main components are relatively straightforward. The campaign being the objective, the ad set being the target audience. Uh, And then the ad being the actual ad, whether it's a video ad, a static ad, carousel ad, or or otherwise, Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just throw this little plug out and we have no association with them, but there is a a podcast called perpetual traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, If y'all are curious to take a, like in the weeds, deep, deep, deep dive into the topic, that's a good one to go to. And I mean, they're on episode, the latest one is episode 228. They're putting a lot of content out there. um, And there's a lot of (laughs) a lot of practical information. But like I said, it's a deep dive. If, if you really want to get into the weeds with it, um, that's, that's a podcast that I would recommend.
3: Yeah, I have listened to that podcast and learned a lot about remarketing or retargeting. Um, Facebook doesn't have it, any of their objectives listed as that, but there are strategies that you can remarket to people on your website, um, remarket to people that have engaged with your Facebook page, all types of things that Perpetual traffic has taught me that I did not necessarily learn from the Facebook blueprint or the Facebook ad consultant from Facebook themselves. Um, so it's, they go out of their way to create strategies for you to pretty much duplicate on your own and run mm-hmm. with and, you know, customize okay. to make it yours.
1: So uh, Haley, I, I have a, uh, a podcast podcast. Called on, Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy mm-hmm. Porterfield. Do, do you recommend her?
3: Yes, she's. I actually really like her podcast too. Um, the ones that are like very straightforward and have like step by step, I really like those. Um, and then she's re- just really great at offering a strategy. It's been a little while since I've listened to her. Boca is pretty much my like go to because I yeah. edit the podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do like Amy Porterfield as well.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm.
3: Cool. Um, and I do have this pulled up to where I can share it. Let's see. Okay. So, um, let me pull this over here. And when you are within your ads manager and you are going like, say your video has uploaded. So we're at that point now. Okay. Um, you will be able to see it within your dashboard. So it pops up over on the side, like this is where your ad campaign and all of your ad sets are. But um, when you pull up an ad itself, it'll be here. And so we have this one, you know, the title. Um, We don't have it connected to Instagram yet. We're trying to drive traffic to our website um, within this specific campaign. So it's not a video views one. But uh, when you go to edit your video, there are a couple of things you can like trim your video within Facebook's ads manager. You can crop the video to be, you know, a square depending on where it's living on uh, Facebook or Instagram, but then you can also update a thumbnail. So like this is the automatic thumbnail, but if I wanted to go in and update it to this pretty scenery or a screenshot of our ad or Nathan making a funny face. I could do that. I
1: like, I like, I like that one. I've so. that one. <laughs> Done. Oh, okay. But
3: otherwise I can go into the video. I'm like on the back end before I upload it and I can screen grab what would be like Nathan smiling and looking nice and not making a funny face that Facebook wants to put up there. Good luck with that. <laughs> and then <laughs> and We show then, them the closed captions too. Yes. So the closed captions, um, These, if you go over here, you can download, share, or delete, but you can also edit. And when you go in, it'll um, initially it'll say, "Generate closed captions for me," and Facebook will create these. And then you go in and you just edit. So if I'm like playing this, um, it'll pop up with the words over here,
1: and. That's that's uh, Nathan talking as far as like the yeah. that's what he that's what he said. Or something yes. quite like yeah. And piece. just so everybody
0: who's listening to the audio, we have to remember we've got audio listeners, too. But mm-hmm. um, anybody listening in what, what Haley is demonstrating and, and I can't recommend enough. Make sure that you go to Facebook and, and watch this video so you can actually see the live demo. Uh, but right now she's got the video pulled up the closed caption um, feature there on on the Facebook ads manager. And the video is playing, the the closed captioning is popping up that that mirrors what I'm saying on video. You just can't hear the audio currently.
2: So Facebook automatically populated that closed captioning for you based on what was said in the video, correct? Correct. And then
0: it can be edited.
2: And so
1: it knows knows Milu or did you have to actually go in there and tell it Milu?
3: Some words you have to adjust. So, like, um, even with photographers' edit, it turns into avocado edit. (laughs) Nice.
2: (laughs) Uh, I I, I
1: think you should uh, buy that domain name. So,
2: remind me, last week when we were doing the tutorial and you were creating the video or editing the video in the software itself, and you were saying that there was an option to do closed captioning at that time, but you guys had said to do it here instead. And that was because, remind me, that was because Facebook. Facebook
3: gives priority to videos okay. that have closed captioning because whenever, especially on mobile, when okay. someone is scrolling, the the video is not going to play the audio, um, so it will automatically show the closed captions instead. And then once you click on it, it typically it'll take the closed captions away. Okay. But that way, when someone is actually scrolling in their feed, um, it's it's just giving priority to those that are captioned because it's more accessible to. All, all people that are watching it. Okay. But
0: not only That's... that, Facebook automates the cap- closed captioning process. So it, it's yes. actually relatively accurate, but you can go in and quickly tweak it. You can even adjust the, the time uh, stamps. You can see the start and finish time for that particular co- closed caption can even be adjusted if need be. Uh, but it, it, the whole thing happens very, very quickly. So it's not tough wow. to ask them to automatically generate it, go ahead and tweak it and then save it to the video.
2: Wow. Correct. That's amazing. That's fantastic.
3: And then um, you can also do polls and text overlays and logo overlays. We usually do all of these within um, our editing software that we demoed last week. Um, the poll is something we have not actually taken advantage of, and it might be worth it on at least on the book of podcast side to see like what people are interested in listening to. Um, there's so many different things you can do with that. So,
1: and uh, the poll would actually display on the video while the video is playing. Like like where's the placement
2: of that? So let me see if it'll give a, yeah, I was trying to determine uh, if I'd come across that um, while consuming an ad before.
0: Yeah. I haven't really seen it used either. Honestly.
2: Right. I've seen the only
3: time I've seen it is when it's like a brand asking if you would like um, I've seen a food brand, like hello mm-hmm. fresh. I don't think it was hello fresh, but one of those delivery services that are like, would you choose chicken or beef? Um, and then it gets your opinion and it's just an interactive way to engage with your audience. That's you're also paying for, but they don't realize they're, that you're paying for their engagement until they've chosen. So.
0: Yeah, I like it though. I, I think we should definitely leverage that.
2: Okay.
3: Um, and then whenever you get down here, there are a few things I didn't highlight on the other um, video while it was uploading, but we have a description. So this description here will actually go under your headline. Um, and then you can change your headline as well. And the primary text will be the caption of the video uh, or within the post. But then you and, can...
0: And I have to jump in here and say about that text too. And this is something we're continuing to refine, especially with Milo, which is a brand new brand. Um, I, mm-hmm. It's literally on my to-do list right now to go back through our website. Since we've the app has come out and we've had ongoing discussions about it and gotten feedback from clients, we'll go back and refine the messaging. But it's really important when you write text for an ad that you don't get overly wordy. And ideally that, that first sentence, first line, maybe two lines at the most, encapsulates what you're trying to get across to the client or at least encapsulates what, what you want to get their attention with. So um, have you ever felt pressure from the chaos that comes with trying to manage wedding day timelines? Yeah. If, if, if you're sending this to, if your target audience is coordinators, wedding coordinators, that's something that they're likely that's likely going to resonate with them so you start mm-hmm. with something that resonates with that target audience that mm-hmm. resonates with a problem that they most likely have and then you're going to solve that problem with the service that you're offering or with the product that you're offering that's mm-hmm. the goal so that's what we did the first question presents a problem that they can relate to and then we present the solution milu helps organize all event details in one easy to use app and then a call to action. Get started with your first event free at the link below. Really, really simple, really straightforward. People people scroll endlessly. They don't. I know that there are different um, different camps on this topic. I know that there are exceptions to to the the, the so called rule in 2019 of people not having a long attention span. But I will say that likely the majority of the people scrolling through their feed do not have a long attention span. You don't want to write three paragraphs of text to go along with that ad.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I have seen ads where it is like three or four paragraphs of text to give you some kind of story. And I'll be honest, I don't ever read them. Um, I don't know anyone that does. Sure, with Instagram posts, I know a lot of people that's a really big thing is to give a lot of content and entertain your audience. Um, But it does not work very well with Facebook ads, especially to a cold audience. Um, and that's something to remember with like traffic campaigns and video view campaigns. Typically those are cold audiences, unless mm-hmm. you're remarketing to people um, and they are warmed up to your brand, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to capture their attention with that long, long copy. Cause they just won't read it. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing is there's a call to action button you can see here. Um, I don't think, yeah, it does pop up on the mobile version too. These are all of your, um, previews of where your, your ad will fall, but you can change this call to action to a couple of things. So like Boca, we use listen. Now Um, you can do sign up, subscribe, apply now, all of those things, or there's even a book now, I believe. Yeah. Book now at the bottom. So a lot of,
0: Haley, we go back mm-hmm. and click on the mobile view just to show um, for those who are watching in, and again, for those of you listening, make sure you look at the video. But what you're going to see is what I was just talking about, which when you go to that mobile view, this is what that ad is going to look like in the feed. You can see how some of the text gets cut off. Mm-hmm. So it's on us as the ad creators or whoever is running the ad. Those of you listening in to write text that is concise enough to fit above the so-called fold of, of that ad that's going to actually be viewable in the feed. It's really, really important to remember that um, you want to capture that person's attention with the hmm. first couple of lines of text. You can you can say more after that if need be, but be concise. If you know exactly what you're trying to accomplish and the target audience that you're speaking to and the problem that you're solving for them, then this shouldn't be difficult, but you've got to be clear about that up front.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Nice. And then there's also an Instagram feed option as well for you to see. Um, and then It does show here that we are tracking this with our Facebook Pixel on Milu, um, and we have all of our events set up. Uh, So then you would just publish it, and that would be that. And it'll publish, and there you have it. Let's see if this one ever... No, this one's definitely not. <laughs> oh, oh, there no, we go. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to confirm it for the time being, just for the sake of seeing the analytics on the back end. Uh, oh man, I thought I had it. Just oh, put, just,
1: just put in your credit card number.
3: <laughs> I got it. I set it up already. Oh man. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is imagine that you have this set up and you're wanting to run a Black Friday special. Um, I just published this. So that means that as soon as Facebook agrees to it, we are going to be live. Um, okay. It's going to start running.
1: So they had to approve it. And how how uh, how do they approve it? Do they actually have someone actually looking at it or is this sort of a robotic thing going on? So
3: it's a robotic thing. And then um, oh, my potential reach is too low. I have to change it. So I'm just gonna take out this portrait photographer thing here for the time being. Um, and you can go in and play around with this. But there is a, um, why does it keep saying that? <laughs> Let me just see if I can get this to work. There is a robot a computer that does it um, that gives you access to see what it, um, if it is going to be approved and then if it's approved or it's not approved. So we've had a couple of ads that get uh, disapproved because of language that we use or because of whatever it could be. You know, you me being the go. filthy
0: mouth individual yes. that I am.
3: Nate, yeah. with his
1: shirt off. We oh. <laughs> just, 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 to, just to see what the audience would do, you know? Just, I see. Yeah. You got to try all of your options, you know?
0: You guys might be surprised. Okay. In fact, Haley, tell, tell them mm-hmm. what um, that the ads got disapproved today, why they got disapproved. It's kind of crazy.
3: Yeah. So we have, um, with both photographers at it and Mulu, we have ads that run about being stressed out, whether you're overwhelmed or whatever it could be. Right. The word stressed out and the word overwhelmed are associated with being depressed and Facebook will not not allow you to indicate that your product or solution will solve depression. So it's um it's a very touchy subject, but but you can go in.
2: (laughs) But But you can go in
3: (laughs) you can go in and request for it to be manually reviewed. And Facebook will um, either come back and tell you like the exact reasoning as to why, or they'll figure it out, figure out why the computer told them it shouldn't have, or should have been disapproved. um, And then,
2: or, and they'll approve it then. So have you guys taken that extra step and had them approve it that way? Or do you figure out another way around the language that you're using? It depends. So that process can take five, six days. Um, depending wow. on if we have other ads
3: running and they Cause, are because
1: Mark is really busy. I mean, he, has, <laughs> like, he has to approve these uh, personally. That
3: is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's it is a process. Um, we have gone through the manual review of it, and that's fine. Uh, and for today's example, it was ads that we launched today, so we have adjusted the language instead. So stressed out is a trigger word, huh? That uh, okay. All right. Good. <laughs> okay. yep. Uh, The last thing I did want to go through is showing uh, some of the analytics of your ads. Um, And right now, since the ad campaign, I did go, well, I thought I turned it off. Let's turn it off so I don't get charged for anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The ads that you have set up, you can go in here and adjust this to where it shows everything you want it to be or all of the analytics you want to see by customizing your columns up here. So for example, some of the big things that I want to see are the reach of how many people saw it, the frequency. So how many people, um, uh, well, okay, let me back up because reach is actually the number of times your, or the number of people, Mm -hmm. and this is always going to be confusing. The number of people that saw your ad impressions is the number of times your ad was seen. So it could be the same person seeing your ad 50 times but that is considered impression. Um, and frequency is that number, the average number of times a person saw your ad. And then I also want to see clicks, how many people clicked on my ad and went to my website, um, click through rate. Cause that's going to be important in measuring like the number of people that saw it versus the number of people that clicked. And you want to be able to track that. Is that a um, percentage that they give you for CTR? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, um,
2: cost per result.
0: (laughs) Rich was impressed by the- Yeah, she
1: started CTR.
0: Use of acronyms, yeah. (laughs)
2: Wow. That's what does it for you. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And then if you want to know about your page engagement and all of that, you can add those in. Um, Another thing you can do with your pixel is set up the value. So if someone clicks on your ad, goes to your page or goes to your website and then purchases from you, whether you have an online shop or you consider a lead to be worth X amount of money, that's how you can um, measure that uh, value. So that would be under your website conversion value. (laughs) Maybe it will be under conversion. They do change things a lot. A lot. All the time. So you can also do registrations completed. Um, That could be a contact form filled out. Um, but I know there is a conversion value, so let me just find it. Maybe not. And it might be based on the fact that I have... Oh, wait, maybe it's already over here. No. It may be based on the fact that I have it set up as video views and not a conversion campaign, and it would pull it in then. Hmm. But Okay. So that is the back end. Um, and then you can see your total spent change it based on the dates you're running them. Um, and then total for all of your ads and all of your campaigns at the very bottom. And then you can also compare all of your ads whenever you're in here. So like, this is the way I like to view things. Um, I'm looking at Chattanooga women ages 24 to 45, and I'm going to look at all of my ads. So say I put in 10 ads and that is another important thing of like, Running a campaign, as you want to have multiple ads in there, so that people aren't seeing the same thing mm-hmm. day after day, where they have some kind of variety, and then you can turn off ads that aren't performing, or when your frequency says that people are seeing it an average of ten times, you can turn the ad off too.
0: But that that right there, that view, and for those of you listening in, um, what Haley is kind of letting us all see right now is this drop down kind of expanded view that very aptly demonstrates the campaign versus the ad set versus the ad and it's literally in that older that order so that folder video views for milu that's the campaign the ad set or the target audience chattanooga women ages 24 to 45 and then the ad itself milu starting 11 2019 that that shows the difference between those three elements
3: okay And then you can edit each of those within here as well. Um, The other thing is if I had five campaigns that I was running and I only wanted to see data for this one campaign here, I could click on, well, it'll show here, but I can also click on this ad set if I only wanna see this ad set. And I click on it and it pops up all of my ads for that ad set and I can see a running total here. So it'll just, uh, and you can deselect that here, but, you can have campaigns, ad sets, and ads, so that you can just filter out pretty much to track a or a particular campaign or ad set.
1: I Man, that's so powerful! Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there, and mm-hmm. as we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, getting started isn't necessarily as complicated as you might think. Understanding the system and then capitalizing on it—it's a different conversation. And um, this has been an ongoing learning process for yeah. for all of us. So. Uh, this is a great starting place. Haley though, can you recommend, I mean, what would you, besides the the podcasts that have already been mentioned, um, and the other resources you also mentioned, we'll link to all of those in the show notes. Are there any other resources that you'd recommend for those listening in who are curious about getting started with Facebook ad campaigns?
3: My best recommendation first is to just try setting it up yourself. Um, go in, you don't have to plug in your credit card information to get started. You just have to get in and understand it. Um, understand what buttons do within the platform, but then also go into Facebook's blueprint. Um, Just Google Facebook blueprint. I I believe that's still what it's called. And um, they do have, it sections it off based on what it is that you're trying to learn. I'm looking it up right now to make sure it's still, yeah, so it's still Facebook blueprint. Um, It's just online training, but it will walk you through all of the things that you want to know. And it breaks it down by like, here's the very first thing you need to understand with the, with a Facebook ads all the way to, here's the nitty gritty of getting into strategy and um, optimizing your campaigns based on this one um, goal. Like whether you're trying to get more clicks or you're trying to get more, views or traffic to your website, it will break it down into all of those different things. So I would I would focus on Facebook blueprint um because they are Facebook and they know the most things change all the time. So they're going to update theirs before any of the other um professionals out there can update their courses.
0: But it goes back to to what we were saying earlier, which is if you're clear about what it is you're trying to accomplish, um, Mm -hmm. who you're trying to reach and what the message is. Uh-huh. Using the platform, getting started with the platform isn't overly complicated. So for everybody listening and before you, you're like, all right, I'm gonna go to do this. Make sure that you're clear about those things. Uh, in fact, make sure that you're clear about your brand position for that matter. And then ultimately the message that you're trying to communicate, who you're trying to communicate that to, and what the end goal is make sure you're clear about those things, then go in, set up an ad and then start ideally two or three ads under a campaign and start running them, spend a little bit of money, look at the results. And it might even be more helpful to, to have done that before you start doing some of the searching around the resources, because now you're like, okay, I see it running, but what does this mean? Or how does this affect this component of the the campaign? And it'll give you something to work with that you can think, then can go and search for it. There's a wealth of information online uh, as well in addition to the resources that we already mentioned, mentioned. But we wanted to give everybody kind of a brief overview as to how to go ahead and get started. As much as we've spent four episodes talking about all this, the reality is, and, and I'm holding up the GoPro eight for those of you who are listening in, you can literally grab this thing, go out, talk to it for 30 seconds, Put a, an intro and outro and some music to it, and and run it on Facebook within the span of you know maybe two or three hours, if that, and begin to test this. And the reality is, Facebook as a as a marketing platform is already beginning to age. Um, it has been aging actually, and its its prime is likely passed at this point. Um, I was just listening to Gary Vaynerchuk the other day. He was talking about how TikTok mm-hmm. and LinkedIn actually mm-hmm. are kind of the two next big platforms, um, at least that are giving people more organic reach um, or at least at a lower cost. But mm-hmm. Facebook is, has definitely matured. And so not only learning how to use this platform, but being aware of and beginning to use other platforms could be really important. And maybe there'll be opportunity to dig into those in the future on the series as well. So thanks Haley for sharing your yes. vast yeah. wisdom uh, and experience and yes. rich and Heather for commenting and asking questions and yeah. for everybody listening in, make sure you do go to the show notes, bocapodcast.com. And then uh, Haley, will you let us know what's coming up next in the series workflow Wednesday series?
3: Yeah. So the next, um, I believe our next episode is, well, oh, I'm going to get them backwards. Aren't I? One moment on,
1: on Thanksgiving Day,
3: <laughs> <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day, no, on December t- uh, 11th, we are doing a series December about... 4th, right? Oh, I skipped over one. You're correct. See, I, I told you I'd get them back. <laughs> uh, December 4th, is it the Is it Milu or are we doing um the other episode?
0: Um, Sorry, we're gonna, I... yeah, we're gonna actually do Milu on December 4th. And um, Milu, for everybody listening in who who does not know, is a a new platform that we just launched. It's in the iOS app store for all those iPhone users out there. And it's a platform for photographers that easily allows you to manage your timelines and shot lists for events that you're photographing. And uh, for coordinators that might be listening in for the same purpose, really. It enables you ultimately to collaborate with coordinators or coordinators to collaborate with photographers on the creation and management of your timelines and shot lists. This has all been done traditionally with Word documents and endless emails. It's very tedious. We've simplified it, consolidated it into a really beautiful platform. And uh, that's what Milu is about. And we're going to demo that and take questions. And uh, we'll do that on December 4th. And then, yeah, December 11th, we're going to come back and talk about how to manage a little bit of business chaos. If something ever goes wrong in your business, how how do you manage that during that time? and then come back from it. And we're going to talk about that from a little personal experience, actually. And that'll be December 11th topic. So we'll come we, back. We, to
1: the- we can't relate at all. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can share as well. All right.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you awesome. everybody for listening. In. For those of you listening in on, on audio, make sure you go to the video version, facebook.com slash photogs edit. And um, of course this is going out on the audio uh, podcasts by 6 PM Eastern today. If you have not listened to the rest of the Boca podcast, all 300 plus episodes, there's a lot of content there. Make sure you go listen in. Thank you, Rich and Heather. Thank you, Haley.
2: Yes, and everybody
0: you. have a wonderful yeah. Wednesday.
2: You too, guys. Great yeah, to see you. It was great to see you guys. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.